0: Good evening and welcome once again to the digital campus of Newark United Pentecostal Church. We're glad to have you with us on a Thursday evening. Glad you could join us. This week, we are studying some of the parables of Jesus. These are stories that convey one or more points in a form that makes them easy to remember and sometimes understand. In the obvious natural story, there is a parallel to another reality in the spiritual realm. While the parables are easy to remember and can convey truths, they can also obscure the underlying message to those who are not honestly seeking the truth. Intellect alone just can't interpret the parables. But that doesn't keep humanity from trying. Uh, It takes an explanation from the Lord to really understand. As we see in Matthew 13, 10 through 18, he'd been telling some parables. uh, His disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little they understand, they will have taken away from them. That is why I use these parables, for they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but uh, they don't really listen or Understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see in your ears, because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it, and they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Now, and then he finishes up this little uh, explanation by saying, now listen to the explanation of the par- parable about the farmer planting seeds. And then he goes on to give an explanation. The reference that Jesus used from Isaiah is in Isaiah 6, 9, and 10. And uh, this principle is referenced in Mark four twelve, Luke 8, 10. John 10, 29, Acts 28, 25, Romans 11 and eight, and in 2 Corinthians 3, 14. Uh, Ezekiel 12 and two picked up this same theme when he said, son of man, you live among rebels who have eyes but refuse to see. They have ears but refuse to hear for they are a rebellious people and this lets us know the problem lies in the heart and mind rather than in the eyes and ears tonight we are going to example what is called the parable of the prodigal son now i'm not so sure that this is the proper title because nowhere in the parable is the word prodigal used. That's something that we have added. According to a Merriam-Webster dictionary, a prodigal is characterized by profuse or wasteful expenditure, also lavish. And you'll notice in that definition that wasteful is not the first adjective that was used. It was the, the first adjective was profuse. Large, fulsome, plenty. Uh, Once when I pastored in in Oklahoma, I took several Sunday mornings in the evangelistic service and I preached from this story in Luke 15. Uh, Tonight I will condense what turned out to be months worth of that teaching in a few minutes here. In Luke 15, Jesus presented three stories. The lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost boy. In Luke 15, 4, he introduced the first of these stories by saying, If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Well, The sheep was lost, it knew it was lost, wasn't with the rest of the flock, but it was unable to get back alone. Then in Luke 15, 8, Jesus continued with these words, or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Well, in this instance, the coin was lost, but being insensate, it did not know it was lost and obviously couldn't even try to get back. Then we come to what we're dealing with tonight. Uh, It's found in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32, quite a lengthy reading, and I'm going to break it up with comments as I go. Not all of the comments that could be used, obviously. But uh, we will do some analysis as we go, short analysis. Uh, Verse 11. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. There's the setup. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now, before you die. So his father agreed to divide the wealth between his sons. So he didn't just give the the one son his portion, but he divided it up between the two boys. We'll not go into all of the inheritance things that are involved there. but I noticed that this younger son is actually a very selfish, person. He wants what he wants when he wants it, and he is very impatient as well, wouldn't even wait for his father to age out and pass on, but he wanted what he wanted when he wanted it. Then the next verse, verse 13, says, a few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money. It's his money now in wild living. Not only was he impatient to get the money, he was in a hurry to get away from home. He was uh, trying to get out of there, and I can think of several reasons why he might do that, that uh, he was wanting to avoid observation so that nobody would see what he was doing, uh, you see, there are, all of us have things that we do in private. That's one thing. Privacy is one matter, but secrecy is another. And this young man was not just wanting to stay private. He was wanting to do things, as far as his family was concerned, in secret. And uh, he, once he got to this far country, which put plenty of distance that even the stories wouldn't get back real quickly, that uh, he ignored sensible rules that are the same everywhere. You see, just because you transfer geographical location doesn't mean that the rules change. Money is math, and it doesn't matter how far away you are what age you live in what kind of currency is in use money is math and eventually breaking the rules will leave you broke he ignored all of the sensible rules and he was but he was having fun oh yes yeah uh Old song went, uh, we'll have fun, 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 till daddy takes the T-bird away. Well, daddy didn't take the T-bird away because he made sure daddy was in a far distant land, but the T-bird disappeared anyhow. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. Now, here, here are some of these rules. Uh, some of the consequences, some of those things that no matter how smart you may think you are, they're going to happen just like if you were as dumb as a box of rocks. He, he was surprised. Things go wrong. Famines come. Problems happen. But he had no planning No preparation for any kind of contingency. The the money sack, the money bag was bottomless until he hit the bottom of it. So in the midst of this farmer, we go back to the scriptures, he persuaded a local farmer to hire him. And the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. Now remember, this story is told in a Jewish society where pigs are unclean animals and they don't want anything to do with them. But now this young man who had gotten tired of folks telling him what to do or always having to do something, now he was ready to work. Now he was ready to do something, even if it was the lowest of the low. I remember a saying from my youth, uh, it's probably not all that politically correct, but they described someone who had hit bottom as someone who was lower than the low man on a pygmy totem pole. Uh, That's where this young man was. He was ready to do anything and he was even ready to do unclean work that he had despised all of his life. The young man became so hungry, the scripture tells us, that even the pods he was feeding to the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. I remember visiting one of my uncles one time when they were raising pigs, and I, I, I got the job of taking the slop out to the pig pen and there was not a thing in there that was appealing to me. Uh, but he had lowered his standards and he was ready to wrestle a pig for the scraps. But the thing is, he would lose a pig tussle He just couldn't win that one, and he may have had expectations, but I believe I've told you before that expectations will disappoint you. In fact, we had a whole series recently about various ones that had great expectations, but even though they were blessed of God, those expectations didn't come out. Nobody took care of this young man. He may have thought he was making lots of friends while he was spending money. But I've got a feeling they spent it too. And no one gave him anything. Verse 17 says, when he finally came to his senses. Now, he went to a far land, but he he got ahead when he came to his senses. He said to himself, at home Even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. Interesting, isn't it, that even the hired hands that he used to tell them what to do are eating relatively sumptuously, leaving food on the plate while he's thinking about wrestling a hog for scraps. came to his senses, the, ah, came the dawn. Yeah, the light begins to shine. You see, you can't take for granted what you took for granted before the circumstances changed. He he always thought that the food just kind of appeared. But it doesn't. Somebody had to work for it. Somebody had to provide it. And... He was not prepared to do what needed to be done. And he said, uh, I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. So here we come to a, a very important part of this story. In fact, it's a key. One of the keys to this story is repentance. He, repentance started with thinking about it, with deciding to do it. I'm going to leave where I am and I'm going home. And he, ver, next verse said, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Please take me on as a hired hand. He was getting a little perspective now, seeing things in a different light. He was, he was being humbled Uh, I used to hear a saying, uh, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? With this young man, we could say, you started out that way. You hit here rich. If you're so smart, why didn't you stay that way? So he returned home to his father. And here's an interesting little sidelight that I'm I, though the scripture does not specifically say it, I am real certain that he did not carry a piglet home as a memento, as a, as a memorabilia of his time in a far distant land. He wasn't going to have a hard time remembering what had been happening. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. The old boy had probably been watching, looking down that road every once in a while. And here's what happened. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him, this guy smells like a pig, but it didn't matter to Papa. Love overcame the aroma of the pig pen. He had compassion on his son. He accepted him. And his son said unto him, "'Father, I have sinned both against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He didn't just decide it, he followed through with it. His repentance was not just tears and resolution, but it was action and change. But his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. right away. He was was being restored. He was being covered. He was given back the authority that he had forfeited. And he was made where it would be easier for him to walk in a proper manner. And then the father continued and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. He was ready to party. Uh, And this is a difference between the father and the son. The son got caught unprepared, but the father had a calf that was in the stall being fattened up. He was ready, ready and able to do what he wanted to be doing. And uh, then he continued, For this son of mine was dead and now has returned to life. He was lost, but now is found. So the party began. This father called them all in, everybody that was close by, to celebrate the restoration. He didn't, at this point, bemoan all of the lost days and the lost money. He was ready to celebrate what they were experiencing then. Meanwhile, The older son was in the fields working. Nothing wrong with that. When he returned home, he heard the music and dancing in the house. He was busy, but in getting busy, we've got to remember this, he got out of touch with what was going on. And he asked one of the servants what was going on. He was... uh, uh, kind of wrapped up, self-absorbed in what he was doing, and he was clueless. Uh, your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed a fattened calf, and we're celebrating because of his safe return. Now, he's just catching up on the story here, finding out what's going on. And the older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. Now, remember that point. He wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, Please, son, come in. But the boy was upset. He was obstinate. And he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't I hear, still hear the echo of him saying, I won't come in? He said, I've always obeyed you. And he says, I won't come in. I never refused you, but he won't go in. I wonder sometimes if people listen to what they're saying. I never refused to do a single thing you told me to, and in all that time, you never gave gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. You talk about someone who was situationally unaware. Uh, you're familiar with the Code Blue where they rush with the crash carts because someone's having a heart problem. Uh, When I was serving as a police chaplain, I I learned some of these color codes. Code black was, you don't need to be in a hurry, somebody's dead, it's already over. Well, they also had one, code white, which was for somebody that was totally out of touch with what was going on. They had no idea what was happening. That was this young man, he was code white, sure enough. Yet when this son of yours came back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fatted calf. Now he's just repeating rumors. The boy was far away, or, or maybe it's just his imagination. He may have been right, but this is a day to celebrate, not to condemn. And he was, in a way, he was judging his father's forgiveness of what the younger son had done. His father said to him, "Look, dear son, you've always stayed by me and." Everything I have is yours. Remember how the story started? He divided his living between the sons. The, el- the elder son forgot the deal. He forgot that young goat, that fatted calf, that was his. He could take it anytime, he could enjoy all of the benefits of what was available. The father said, we had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. The father was trying to point him to what was really important, the familial restoration. All the boy, older boy could see was the incomplete story of a failure, not of the restoration. What was? He didn't see what was really important. That's where the story ends. Now, I don't want to make a lot of applications and maybe short circuit or detour what the Lord would speak to you through this parable. But let me, in closing point, three things. The younger son misused his wealth without regard for tomorrow. The older son wasted his opportunities without regard for today and uh, the father lavished his love with uh, and his resources without any regard for yesterday is there more to this story than you originally thought I'm not going to close with prayer I'm going to ask you to pray and I'm going to give you a question to be the seed for that prayer. Two questions. Are you a prodigal? And if so, what kind? God bless you and good night.